Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents
Is someone out there? Isaiah, is that you? Please help me. Is someone there? Hello? Look, I'm not one to play games. So if you have something to say, I recommend you say it. Rosemary, release me, please. I can hear your thoughts drifting through sleep. I know you're there. They have me, bottled me up. I only want to dream. Please, let me dream, Rosemary. Let me dream them all away. You can help me. I know you can. Oh, you're him, huh? The hypnopath called the Deep Sleeper. I am a nightmare that walks, yes, and so are you. We are cut from the same wakeless flesh, dreamers of the same endless dream. Let me go back to the deep sleep, play in its depths, conjure its secrets. I'm afraid you're barking up the wrong tree, friend. I'm not inclined to help some puppet of the wakeless, so letting you out is the last thing I'm going to do. So then, you serve a different master. Yes? I don't have a master. Then why else would you serve with such disdain? You despise that which you do. I can see it in your dreams. You do well to stay out of my dreams. Do you understand me? I meant no offense. It is merely my, our nature to see that which hides in sleep. So what are you exactly? You're nothing I've ever encountered in New Victoria, that much I'm sure of. That is because I am not 
from New Victoria. I come from somewhere else. A place far deeper in sleep than the city beneath the bed. That outpost nearest waking. I hail from the Harrow's girl. From a bloodline as deep as your own. And what exactly do you think you know about my bloodline? I can feel the fire burning beneath your question. How little you've allowed yourself to realize. I could enlighten you for a price. <laughs> Forget it. I'm not setting you free. So, when you've defeated the wakeless, the quiet tides of endless sleep turn back, what will you be? Who will you be? I'll be who I've always been. I don't need the wakeless to define myself. You prefer the life you've lived then. The chaos of your unresolvable duality. Is he, Isaiah, enough to keep you from the madness? A brother who cannot sleep, cannot dream, cannot possibly understand you. I thought I told you to stay out of my head. I won't tell you again. Ah, your Balik. You must have accepted some measure of yourself after all, or you would not be possessed of such a thing. The weapon of the wakeless. I didn't ask for it. It was given to me. You gave it to yourself. It is a concentration of nightmare. Your nightmares. Solidified and serrated. You called to it, and it answered. Your killing dream made real. But yours is different than most. Did you know that? The wakeless must reap the nightmares of others to forge such a weapon. But not you, Rosemary. You can make your own nightmares. Your human mind fueling its lethal wickedness. Why are you telling me all this? My wisdom is yours, Rosemary. We are, or should be, allies. You could tell me where I lost my favorite earrings, or even where to buy the best coffee, but I'm still not going to help you. 
Though I do appreciate the info. Do you know what they plan to do with me? Could you at least tell me that? This machine has kept my dreams from finding any other mind save your own. Because we are the same. What's the matter? You can't dig the answer out of my head? You know very well that I can only read your dreams. And there are no answers to be found there concerning my fate. Nor will there be. Because after we're through here, you can bet I'll be tightening the bolts on my dreams. As for your question, I guess you're going to have to wait and see for yourself. What if I were to tell you a secret? Something perhaps only one who sees as deeply into sleep as myself can tell you. Something I noticed the second I saw you. I'm listening. And if my secret should please you? If I believe you, maybe I could fill you in a bit as to what your situation is. But it'll have to be something really good. Oh, it is at that. You see, while we are quite similar to one another, I suspect you are not exactly what you appear. I snapped awake in my bed. The shared dream between myself and the deep sleeper violently separated. Severed. The alarms around the cargo hold were blaring a very particular pattern, which, according to the voluminous paperwork I'd read before I fell asleep, meant only one thing. The puzzle box had been breached. When I entered the cargo hold, the security team was just standing around, guns holstered, watching a squat little man fiddle with the control panel at the front of the Maynard's puzzle box. Duluth was standing directly behind the man, looking on with an expression of concern. Once he noticed me, the chief of security walked over right away. Looks like someone managed to breach the machine. Stabbed a hole right through one of the containers. Still... Whatever happened, the box is still functioning. Mr. Norton's trying to figure out uh, what happened and how extensive the damage is. We're gonna power down the damaged chamber, but uh, our thinking is the deep sleeper is kaput. I'll need you here just in case he's not. Once we sorted that out, you'll uh, join your partner and Mr. Shane in combing the tub for the perpetrator. This was the first time I'd gotten a clear look at the puzzle box. It was a collection of large metal chambers, individual holding cells, I assumed, each one of them about seven feet tall, 
all of them stacked on top and alongside each other to form one large metal box. Cables and various hoses strung the outside of the machine, supplying it with power and whatever other needs the thing may have possessed. Protruding from the side of it was a small computer pod, where the various metrics of the imprisoned could be monitored through a collection of flashing computer screens. All right, I'm only shut down the grid on number three pod. Hear that, everyone? Get those guns up and be ready. Here we go, cabin. Three, two, one. Well, I don't think I need to take his pulse to see if he's dead. That's a hell of a chest wound. Hold on, Captain. I'm here. You okay over there? Yeah, but the deep sleeper's dead. Stabbed through the chest, but the machine's still up and running. You see anything on your end? Nothing yet. Place is dead quiet. Anyone got any idea who did it? Not yet. We're still going through it. Look, I gotta go, though. Be careful out there. You too. Phelps, Kilma, Jones, Morrison? You guys want to tell me how someone gets in here without you seeing them? The lights went off, sir, for just a second, and the next thing we knew, the machine was spitting sparks. Norton, there anything on the monitors, the uh, motion detectors? Must have picked up something, yeah? Looks like there was a system-wide power failure. Just for a setting, though. This is Garrison. Come in, Captain. This is Duluth, go ahead. We're in Doc Voivod's room. He's dead. Suicide, by the looks of it. No! Tell Garrison I'm on my way. Yori was one of the only friends I had. He knew what I was. When I first arrived at the sleep lab, he showed me kindness, looked out for me. And now... What the hell happened here? We saw smoke coming from his room, and when we finally got the door open, well, it was too late. Looks like he set fire to his bed, then sliced his wrists open. He didn't want me to sleep read the bed. What was that, Agent? Oh, nothing. Just talking to myself. Uh, anything else? Sure is. He left this note behind. Says he's, uh, the one who killed the sleeper. Look for yourself. There are some secrets that should never be told. I know this all too well. With my final act, I will see to it that this particular secret stays buried. The deep sleeper must never dream again. <sighs> Poor Yuri. How did he get through security, stabbed through the box? He had security codes so he could keep tabs on the sleeper. You know, study him and whatnot, I guess. 
As for the weapon, there's a viper knife with a non-standard edge over there in the corner. Used it on himself after the sleeper, looks like. The knife's the same make and model as the ones we got in the loadout for the mission. Must have gotten his hands on one. Sleeper had a good point. Why do I serve when I have such a disdain for the job? Isaiah here. Go ahead. Next to Seich, we found our perpetrator. Looks like Dr. Voivod flipped his lid and went crazy on his research project. So, uh, you can go back to whatever you was doing. Over and out. Just got the news. You okay? As good as I can be, I guess. For what it's worth, I'm sorry. I I know you guys were pretty good friends. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. So what happened? I'm not even sure I know yet. But, um, can we talk about it later? I really need a little time to get my head right about all this. Yeah, of course. If you need me, just give me a ring. We'd been on this floating junk pile all of a day, and already shit was going sideways. Combine that with the fact I hated being at sea, and this trip was shaping up to be a real doozy. I always liked looking at the sea, uh, listening to the waves crash, the seabirds squawk. Hell, I'd been to tons of coastal villages, uh, beaches, even took a few short jaunts across the water. But the idea of being surrounded by the stuff locked out of options. Wasn't optimal for a guy in my business. Shit made me nervous, and being nervous made me tick, and ticking put me off my guard. Not to mention, looking at all that nothingness, just black skies and even blacker water, reminded me of the bulge of endless night. I half expected to see good old Nychrist leering out at me, his head all charred, Skullcap exposed from where the gold crown fried it, but good. Memories like that die hard, if at all. And all I had to look forward to were more memories just like that one. Like the sights at Blackledge, those fucking scream eaters. And as far as Romy was concerned, two things were gonna happen. She'd either lose it completely, eventually, or... She'd get too good at the job. Maybe even start to enjoy some aspect of it. Just like me. I wasn't sure which was worse. As much as I didn't like the view from the deck, it was better than skulking around inside the ship. All that industrial gloom hemming me in. It was reassuring to know I still despised that particular aesthetic. Having been a bit worried, I dipped more than a toe into the banality of the white woods. I still couldn't bring myself to say anything about the whole thing to Romy. Or, maybe it wasn't me at all who was keeping my teeth together. There was still a part of me that couldn't help but wonder if the fact that I died, or very nearly died, back in Marrows had anything to do with it all that my unique physiology had been altered to somehow allow me to dream or 
possibly even hallucinate. Maybe my power's relationship with my mind was what augmented me, and I only imagined it was the shambling mother of the dead. But I was arguing with my gut, which unequivocally insisted she was the real deal, and I'd learned long ago to trust it. I hadn't been on deck for more than a few minutes before I felt like I was being watched. Leaning into my old routines, I made like I was oblivious, wandering into an area that wouldn't afford my tail a lot of space to maneuver. I moved back into the boat, walking through the corridors I'd already memorized. There sure as hell wasn't a lot of space to get around down there, but I still couldn't pinpoint where the feeling was coming from. Assuming that something was there, and I wasn't just paranoid on account of being in open waters, I determined my tail must be something unnatural, so I busted out my power. For the briefest second, I saw something, something that moved with the fluidity of a greased shadow. It flitted into the hallway just behind me, not so much as a whisper in its wake. Just what the hell was it? Whatever I was on to, my power must have tagged it, and even then it was still able to shoot out of sight almost faster than I could notice. Dropping the sitting duck routine, I decided to follow the thing. I was tempted to call it in, but I wanted to know more before blowing the whistle. Only my power gave me any sense of where the thing was, but it was only the slightest hint, as my quarry always managed to stay one step ahead of me. About 20 minutes into our little game of cat and mouse, and I'd completely lost the thing, whatever it was. After failing to pick up any kind of uh, discernible trail, I decided to head back up to the deck. Confronted once again by the endless black expanse of the sea, my mind shifted back to Maros, the infinite darkness behind us. And if my sister was right about the magic lantern show, the darkness ahead of us. Pulling my intercell out to ring Romy about my uh, little game of tag below decks, I heard the gentle thump of something striking the boat near the waterline. It was at that moment I realized just how useful a glowing set of peepers really was. I could barely make out the water, let alone what might be in it. Turning away from the sea to put the phone back to my ear, I heard it again. This time there were several thumps, all of them spread out across the side of the ship. When my power bristled, I pocketed the cell for the walkie and put in a call for a security detail. This is Agent Stroud. I'm up on the port deck. Seems to be, uh, something or some things in the water. But it's too dark to tell. It could be a hostile boarding party. Roger that. Sec team inbound on the double. Okay, men. Get some lights down there on the water. What the hell are those? 
boxes or something? They're coffins. Jesus, there's gotta be hundreds of them. The lightning burst right over top of us, and for the briefest second, the sea was lit up for miles. But I couldn't even see the water, just the bobbing clusters of dark caskets where the sea carried them in all directions. They were countless. Well, howdy, fellas. That's some awful fancy driftwood, huh? Glancing back at the cowboy, I saw that dead eye of his, the glow of the flashlights playing against its pale exterior. But then the whited skin slid back, receding like a thick, crooked eyelid, revealing something even more grotesque beneath. His true eye. It peered from its socket, quiet and cold. Still pale, still dead, but now it was focused. A pallid, bluish pupil swelled like the nucleus of a tiny explosion, absorbing sights invisible to the rest of us. Storms are coming, boys. Best batten down the hatches. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld, and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content, such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 